is Melissa. I'm 29 years old and I am trying to grow human for the very first time. This is a podcast about pregnancy, all the ups and downs that come with it, and the things I never knew and probably should about having an actual baby. All thoughts are my own, I'm not a medical professional, but facts and musings will be backed up by any research and medical advice that I may find. Welcome to Trying to Grow a Human. This podcast is dedicated to the birthing ball. The yoga ball, birthing ball, bouncy ball, whatever you want to call it. It has been a wonderful addition to the Farkasin household. Yes, even Adam has been using it. I am so glad I got it. You may have seen me on Instagram uh, fashioning it, you know, modelling on the ball. Um, I'd seen it in many books and advice that you should get a birthing ball for pregnancy. And I'd read that it was very helpful, um, but I never really thought I needed one. And I've got a sofa, chairs, beanbag. I was just like, it's just going to take up too much room in the little room that we have. But after hearing too many times how good it was, I decided it was time. And now, listeners, I get it. I get it. (laughs) It is very comfy to sit on. And I'm very heavily pregnant now. I can say that. I've got a big bump. And it takes on that extra weight that you have been carrying around all day. And it's just, I think it's generally great for releasing your hips, being in a good position, making sure the ball is big enough so that your knees are lower than your hips. That's quite important to have a really good optimal position for your baby. And basically, yeah, if there's one thing you get for pregnancy, I would recommend you get a yoga ball, uh, especially if you work at a desk all day. That's that's going to relieve some some stress from your hips and legs and Yeah, I just love it. I have no affiliation with the birthing ball, but I love it very much. Anyway, (laughs) hello everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the podcast and my last fully structured, organised pod for a while because very soon I'm not going to be feeling very fully structured or organised as I'm sure you can imagine. (laughs) I am at week 36 of pregnancy and I will try and do another one uh, when I am 38 weeks. So in a couple of weeks, I will release another one, but it's only going to be a little shorter mini catch up with anything that's been going on and how I feel before I give birth to my baby. So 36 weeks pregnant that is eight months of pregnancy down. Feels like a long time now, definitely. But one month to go, maybe a bit more, but, you know, one month-ish. Uh, but baby is known, I think it's known as full term, but baby is prime and ready from next week at 37 weeks. So any time before that would be classed as premature But from week 37, baby could be born and be, you know, fully functional. (laughs) So any time between 37 weeks and 42 weeks, as I've probably discussed in a previous podcast, 
So I'm not sure how those five weeks of waiting will go, but hopefully staying calm, relaxed and ready for baby whenever she decides to come. So what's last month been like? Uh, well, it's been Christmas and me and Adam had a lovely quiet one, just us. As for various reasons, it just felt like the right thing to do this year. I mean, the main reason being remaining close to our hospital, just in case anything were to happen. You know, you just never know. I've got my family live in Wales, so it, it just would have been a little bit too far. So, yeah, we had a really lovely, quiet Christmas. And, you know, it was nice it just being us for that last time. We won't. It won't be just us two for Christmas again, ever. So, yeah we thought we'd make the most of that and babies really do come when they want because I've got a lovely antenatal group whatsapp and we all chat in there and then one day one of the women was like surprise I've had my baby four weeks early and we were all so shocked because we're all thinking oh we'll be you know around our due dates oh no 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 this is this is proven otherwise <laughs> So all, all the rest of us mums-to-be freaked out, like, ah, pack my hospital bag. I need to actually sort everything out because your baby really could just arrive. So, yeah, it felt good to be at home this Christmas, I think. And we're having some friends over for New Year's, which should be lots of fun. And I'm sure next year's New Year's will be very different. So it will just be nice to host for the last time as a two and I know you'll hear this when it is 2023, so wishing you a very big happy new year to you all. I had a bit of a dentist incident a few weeks ago where I stupidly managed to chip my front tooth, uh, which was annoying because you just, you don't want any, any other things going wrong or anything else to be on your mind at this point. Uh, but it did feel like a sign because I'd kind of had it in the back of my mind that I should go to the dentist before baby arrives it's going to be a lot easier to just go and have a checkup then and and I'd been delaying it so this gave me the push to go obviously <laughs> and it was all fine but I forgot of course that I would be on my back and not only on my back but like quite reclined back like I think I felt it felt like my head was lower than my whole body so very fully rec reclined and I hadn't obviously been doing that in months because it's not great for baby to be in that position. And after about 10 minutes, I felt very warm, very woozy. And then when I sat back up in the sitting position, I was so dizzy. I was like, whoa, I need a moment here. Um, but, you know, I, I got reassurance from baby. She was all right because a few minutes later she was moving about. But I would just say recommend go to the dentist earlier in pregnancy than later <laughs> don't delay like me being a silly sausage uh you know it was all fine but obviously just get those things sorted earlier rather than later use the third trimester just to focus on pregnancy and hopefully that stuff and do all the those boring things doctors dentists before that <laughs> but the good thing is you do get free dental care while you're pregnant you get a maternal exemption certificate I think it's called and you get that up to a year after the birth of your baby as well so that's good and that also applies to any prescriptions you may need too so 
Thank you, NHS, you are wonderful. So me and Adam are still in full-on nesting mode, sorting everything out, feel like we're running about the flat constantly <laughs> and feeling like once one thing's done, we find a new thing. But it has been helpful sorting out the flat a bit and knowing how useful that's going to be when the baby's here as we're not going to want to be doing any of that when the baby's arrived. And it's just, yeah, it's useful to just get those things out of the way, as, as tiring as it can be, obviously, work together on those things. But, you know, we, we won't notice once baby's here that we've done all that, that great stuff, but at least we don't have to think about it. That's the main thing. And I think we are fully equipped with baby stuff now. And the thing is, I've always thought it, you can get stuff when baby's here. You don't need to have everything, do you? These days, apart from strikes, of course, <laughs> and deliveries over Christmas, usually things get to you very quickly through deliveries. So if you need something, you can always get it once the baby's here. One of the big jobs is actually you have to wash baby clothes before use because of the plastic kind of transfer and could it be dust on loads of the items and stuff like that um so it feels like our washing machine has just been on for days just washing all these baby clothes that haven't even been worn yet it's very bizarre but it's nice to know everything is starting to get into place now and the room is kind of getting ready and sorted and yeah we are we are pretty much there I would say as we near the due date, the due time, all of that, I'm I'm naturally feeling a lot of emotions. I definitely feel more sensitive and hormonal at the moment, but I think that's just knowing that a big life change is about to happen. I've been doing hypnobirthing every day, which has been helping me with relaxation and preparing for birth, and I feel like there is a lot of routine things that I've got into my day I think I've spoke about it briefly before but it's kind of helped me control what I can in pregnancy and also I do look forward to just kind of having my body back in a way um once the baby's here and not feel the pressure responsibility I have over carrying this baby I mean I don't feel that all the time but sometimes it, it does get to you you're like carried this baby for a very long time now I just want everything to be okay and get through this this last month I suppose I mean there will be a very new responsibility when baby is here <laughs> but at least I have Adam and support around us that can have more of a role in that too it's it's not necessarily all on me <laughs> and um how I've been feeling generally well tired I, I was tired in the last podcast yeah that's that's continued it's definitely a lot of rest time is needed being on my feet I just I feel a bit pathetic because like if I'm on my feet too long I genuinely I need to sit down walks are okay like after an amount of time about half hour past that point I will get lower back pain or just feel very heavy and I think yeah that just comes with having a very very large baby in there at the moment got a big Big old bump now, looking pretty big. And, of course, naturally it's becoming a bit more uncomfortable. So, yeah, you, you definitely slow down towards the end of pregnancy. That's definitely true. I've had a 
34-week appointment with my midwife, which, again, was kind of all the routine checks and listening to baby's heartbeat, which was all fine, all good. And I've got a busy week next week with a scan and a midwife appointment to discuss my birth plan. And the scan next week is a 36-week checkup on the baby, And I know not all hospitals offer it. It just so happens that mine does. So I believe it's just to check baby's position, how big she is, and kind of checking on the placenta, amniotic fluid, and things like that. Checking everything's all good and okay, ready for getting baby out, I suppose. And it it will be interesting finding out all that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit apprehensive about it. I guess I'm worried there might be... She might be in a bad position or there might be something to monitor, but good vibes, good thoughts, hoping it's all fine. I'm sure I'll catch you up on that on my 38-week podcast, if I, if I make it that far. Um, so watch this space. Since it is my last full-structured pregnancy podcast of trying to grow a human, I thought it would be apt welcoming back my husband Adam for a final chat before our lives change forever. Hello. <laughs> oh, so how are you doing, Adam? Yeah, okay. I mean, you... it's, it's really building now, isn't it? It is. Are you enjoying some time off this Christmas, if it feels like that? Yeah, it doesn't entirely feel like it. You just switch jobs, but that's good practice for what we've got coming up, isn't it? I think every bit of downtime that I've had, I've started thinking about what I can fix and what we can do to prepare for incoming arrival yeah you seem you seem very on it maybe not the most well it has been relaxing but also there's lots in our minds understandably hopefully we can relax for a week two weeks the aim, who knows how long the, the, uh, yeah the aim is january should hopefully be relaxing for us obviously lots in our mind but you know we'll see we'll see um so i am 36 weeks pregnant one month ish ago how are you feeling about that well i mean for me it's not my body but i feel like uh prepared like now it just feels like the waiting game like we're there we know that she's there baby that is (laughs) and we're like okay cool when are we gonna have this baby um are you impatient now yeah i mean i'm getting well not impatient yet i'm just to the point of like you're a little bit like oh i want her here now well i'm like if we've done all the preparation yeah if we've done all the preparation yeah Let's go meet her. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and can you visualise life with baby here, do you think, and what that might be like? I try, but sometimes it's um, it's difficult to imagine how you're going to adapt to it until it's there. It's the same mm. way as adapting to living with someone. I mean, when you first moved in, I remember thinking, okay, this is going to be different, but mm, it's the same. Changes. Yeah, it does, and we'll just have another one in here. I actually, the other day I was in this room, and the room we're recording, by the way, is going to be her room eventually. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, this is strange because this has always felt a little bit like my room in the flat. And that's going to completely change in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm excited to see how we adapt. But I assume the first couple of months are going to be complete flipping yeah. life upside down, right? Yeah, yeah. You, there's only so, like, you try and prepare your your mind for it, but you're never going to be prepared till it actually happens. Like... I know it's going to be a whirlwind. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be emotional. There's going to be a lot of great things too. 
but yeah you you never know really fully what it's going to be like until that baby is fully here hopefully it will just be we adapt to it almost like we've been preparing for it like all the things that we've put in our minds hopefully they you know we're reminded of those at the times we need to be and they don't just completely leave us um, from from all of the preparation that we've done yeah yeah i think it's it's important to prepare for after the baby's here knowing you know what are those things we need to have in place and we're kind of gonna roughly well we've kind of spoken about it fully already but kind of have an idea of a postnatal plan in terms of like well what are the responsibilities going to be baby's obviously going to be attached to me quite a lot at the start but you know what are those things that you can do to bond with her and help me and help baby and help yourself as well yeah I I mean I'm really keen on the idea of for the first three weeks of her life I'm not going to be doing anything else other than focusing on her like that's gonna obviously yeah. you as well but it's it's for me going okay here are the f- top five things that we have to do for a new child yeah can I really be involved in all of these no but I can be involved heavily in a lot of the others and it's things that I want to be able to do consistently for her so I'm yeah I'm looking forward to trying some of those things out but I know that the first couple of weeks is really just going to be trying to understand and between us work out that dynamic as to how are we going to deal with a new person in, in this mm. uh, in this house part, and part of those first two weeks are just getting through it aren't they really yeah. it's just it's not going to be easy and get through that and then you kind of start getting your routine picking up and by six weeks hopefully feel more comfortable with what you're doing more confident and all of those things yeah, well. <laughs> and if we don't if we don't feel confident as well, this is the podcast to remind ourselves that don't worry, everybody is going to feel the same way at the start. Exactly. We'll get there eventually. Everyone goes through it. It's okay. <laughs> so what do you think you've learnt during this time of pregnancy? I know you're not pregnant. The whole time. What do you there's, think you've learnt about it? There's too it? many things. Could write a small book about it, really. Yeah. But I think the things that are probably most important is... Really, it's it's around what newborns need, and we found a really interesting situation between you and me that I had started looking towards sleep training. I know we haven't even got our kids yet, but I was looking towards sleep training. I was looking towards well, this is the only because in in my job day to day, I think very much around processes, and if you do a certain thing, you'll get a certain outcome, and if you consistently do that, that will work. And I kind of took out the whole fact that this is a human who does whatever they want to do and it things don't work like that. And the more that you read, the more I started to come around to the ideas that you can't love a baby too much. You can't, you know, we're going to try that approach and actually just see... You're not a pushover by letting the baby do what they want, basically. Well, we'll let the baby do what they want, but then it's also just like, I think there was the phrase that came to me is that when a baby's crying, it's not that you're doing something wrong or it's not that they're in the wrong. Babies can't be wrong. They're just upset and going through a tough time, which we will be as well. So it's basically all three of us crying in the house. <laughs> so I, I think the things that, that I've learned from that is maybe a, a slight mind switch to going, we're going to go through a tough time, but let's work through it together rather than going, right, let's let's get this little one in, in line, which is it's a mad thing to, to think about when I look back on that. So I've changed my process on that, and I might change it again. Mm, but yeah. that, was a, that was a start. The other thing that has been really useful to learn as well is, well, it's not learn necessarily, but it's trying to find my way before she arrives and going, 
I'm not going to be particularly useful for her in some ways for the first, you know, at, at least four or five weeks because she is completely dependent on you and she knows that, well, she thinks that she's still part of your body. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's very interesting, realising that in, you know, antenatal and stuff like that. Learning that, you're like, oh, yeah, this baby's been inside my body for nine months. Of course they're going to be freaked out. She thinks she's an organ. (laughs) They literally think, yeah, like, they're part of me and then they don't just adjust, you, you know, it takes time and you can ease them out of that and help them and you know, understand, yeah, this is a big scary world and it's okay, we're here, we're going to try and help you through it. And she'll know my voice, but she, she needs to know this voice that I was hearing isn't part of mummy. This is something <laughs> that is is something different and she needs to get used to me, my smell, everything that yeah. she doesn't have at this point because she's not part of me. So I'm finding she that, will. you know, the old me before having kids or we haven't had kids yet, but you know what I mean, uh, used to think, oh, baby's come out, bonded to both parents. doesn't necessarily work that way. There is a bond between you two. And I want to, I'm not jealous of it. I'm super excited to build my own one. It will just take yeah. a little bit more. You've had nine months to do that and I'm going to want to do it as yeah. well so I just have to work out where I can do that yeah and I think I think the main thing in terms of you know couples partners is through pregnancy communication but most importantly after birth communication because if you sit and wallow on something that you're going through or maybe has annoyed you about something it's not going to help. So if you keep communicating, keep saying, oh, you know what, this isn't working, or I would prefer to do it like this, but obviously, you know, in a nice, calm way, hopefully, it's only going to help get through it. And I think working out parenting styles as well, it's going to evolve and adapt throughout the years. Of course it is, because the baby grows, but understanding, well, how do we want to parent this baby? I think that's what we've got to now. We've really made the switch yeah. in terms of... That's why I'm saying, how am I feeling towards the end? Like, cool, let's let's bring her out, let's let's have a baby, because it's felt very much like, how do we manage the pregnancy? Done that. <laughs> it genuinely feels as though we've managed yeah. the pregnancy. It's now yeah. on to birth and having a kid. Yeah. Like that's that's where we're at. So I am excited. Learned so much. I think the the thing that I would give as advice to anybody else is. Don't try and rush learning everything at once because you found and I found it super overwhelming. Mm. So the thing that's important is is learn it as you go, but it's don't also never feel too like early to learn as well. Like read those books, you know, in the first trimester if you want. There's no harm in that. I think I felt like I couldn't and I wasn't allowed because I'm not. I don't even look pregnant yet. But if you stagger it, if you you don't feel so overwhelmed and you can start to get an idea of it or. I reckon. And don't feel that it's too late either because like yeah, I mean I've I've late, finished yeah. some of some of my you know reading or whatever but this isn't stuff that I'm just going to read and then put away and then go on oh, not looking at it again. Yeah. You're going to learn stuff on the job yeah. and you're going <laughs> to want to continue learning as you go if that's the kind of person that you are but as as Mel said starting off with learning some things great and Ending off with learning some things, great, but continue learning those because I don't think anybody can come out and go, yep, I've completed parenting, now let's go and put it into action because it doesn't work like that. No. We're both going to find that. It's it's continual learning. It's like they tell you at school, you never stop learning. Every day is a school day. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Do you have any questions for me? I do have a question for Ooh. you. I know how you're feeling around the idea of having a baby, 
how are you feeling about the idea of us being parents? It's I don't know if I've fully like taken on that that word yet, like parent. Yeah, when do when do you become mum and when do I become dad? Well, it's up to you. We could be mum and dad now, but what? I don't think we feel it yet, do no. we? I think as soon as you have this baby and you go, Oh my goodness, we are responsible for this baby staying alive and all of those other things. Yeah, that that will kick in. I I don't feel that I am a parent right now. I'm no. a mum. Um, that hasn't quite sinked in, which is strange. But I think that's you know, I think when a baby's physically here, that's quite uh, a wake up call, isn't it? For what it's worth, like I'm really excited to see you as a mum because, oh. like, I actually for so many years, like, you're always great at looking after people, but probably mm. hadn't seen you as like maternal yeah. in quite the same way. And then suddenly there was a couple of switches where you just be like yeah, I can see that instead of just looking after other people's children or things like that, it's like, let's have one of our own. So I'm excited to see you develop into that because once you put yourself into something, as you have for this podcast and many other things, you go 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ready to go into full full baby mode, Uh, which is useful because she's coming very soon. (laughs) Any any predictions? Oh, last question. Any any predictions on when she's going to be born? Oh, okay. Um, Do I stick with what I've been saying? Like... 3rd of Feb. You've been saying that, actually, yeah. haven't you? I'm going to go with 26th of Jan. 26th of Jan, day after the due date. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm going for a week early at this point in time. Oh, now you're going early, are you? Ah, you, you've you're just, just, just impatient. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, who knows? As as we've discussed on here, due dates mean absolutely nothing. It's now yeah. just about how you feel and when she's ready. Absolutely, yeah. Well, just wanted to say thanks for your continued support over the past eight months. Thank Here's you. Here's to us yeah. and our new incoming baby and our final month of just being me and you. Maybe a month, maybe two weeks. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> did you know? In this last Did You Know pregnancy edition of the podcast, I thought I would talk about the infamous hospital bag. But what is it and what needs to go in it? Well, your hospital bag is everything you think you may need during and after labour. Some people like to call it something else. If, you know, hospitals feel like a bit of a trigger, maybe your birthing bag, something like that. But it should basically have things for you, your birth partner, maybe they want a separate bag. And most importantly, your baby. And you can pack your bag whenever you like in my eyes because I think there's no harm in doing it earlier than you think just in case and then that is a big kind of thing ticked off your list that you don't have to worry about. You should even pack your bag if you are having home birth just in case you need to transfer to the hospital as well and I have I think I've got about three bags packed so it's not just one bag I'm sure you can bring in more than one I hope so because uh I can't fit all mine in one bag so <laughs> there we go um but yeah it's to take with you when you are going into labor and are going into the hospital so what needs to go in the bag well there are lots of resources online Uh, that have handy lists so I won't go into a full list full details but I would say make sure you have your home comforts that kind of make you feel safe you can do up the room how you like and 
would kind of bring that calm feeling into into the birthing room. Snacks and drinks are important as well. You need to keep hydrated during your labour. And of course, a few are comfortable outfits for after birth as well. Things to pass the time is good because you might be in one room for a very, very long time waiting around. So bring those things that can help pass the time, maybe a device you can watch things on, a book, games, things like that. And like I said before, a few baby clothes for when they're here. You need hats, nappies, most importantly, cotton wool, uh, mittens, booties, and a few sleep suits that you can put your baby in for the very first time. And the list goes on, but you'll get my drift. All those are the main things you would need. And of course, don't forget to bring your car seat with you, as some hospitals won't let you leave without one. There we go, my final proper podcast before I give birth, done and dusted. And I want to say a big thank you so much for listening. If you've been with me from the start, or you've just dipped in and out, or you found the podcast now, thank you for taking your time to listen to me rambling on about me going through pregnancy (laughs) for the first time. If you've come across this podcast in the future, maybe it's not 2022 or 2023 even, and uh, you're pregnant or thinking about pregnancy, I really hope it gives you some reassurance and insight into what it can be like to be pregnant. And it's a journey, that's for sure. It can be different for everybody Uh, but it is a very very special one so I'm sending love to you all and hopefully speak soon if you have any ideas or questions for the podcast please send them through to trying to grow human at gmail.com or dm us on instagram at trying to grow a human And please, I would so love it if you could rate, review and of course subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. It will help others find this podcast. Thanks you lovely lot for listening. I send you love and luck on whatever life journey you are going through right now. You can do it. This podcast is dedicated to all those who grew the humans before us. You are amazing.